This is the Break Free Podcast with Ashley Winston, where we talk about all things faith, business, and life. Ashley Winston is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, international speaker, author, and business advisor. Today's episode is a break-free throwback. Let's join her as she begins. We're excited because I've got the Kelly Simone with me today. The book that she wrote called Crowned, Gender Equality and the Gospel. Let's jump right in. This book is so good. Uh, it talks about a lot of controversial topics mm-hmm. that we don't talk about in church. Juicy. I know. Um, but, well, let's just flow. We gonna flow, all right? Let's flow. Many people have a difficult time writing or finishing books that they start. Yes. What was this process like for you? Oh, my goodness. Finishing this book is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I wanted to do it, and then I didn't want to do it. I wanted to control the process, to be quite honest. But when you when you get an assignment from God to write something, you're not in control of the process. You're in control of your participation. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to put my fingers on the keyboard and tap, 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 tap. But I wasn't in control of the narrative. And I, I have to say that's mm. the hardest part about writing this book, but it's also the best part about writing this book. And as someone who literally was a communications professional, <laughs> so I literally was paid to write things for people, mm-hmm. not controlling the narrative was very hard for me. It was mm-hmm. very hard. And um, it's one of the best things that God did for me through this process is to learn how to let the Holy Spirit write the story. Because That's there's good. parts of it that you get, but you don't get it necessarily for the person who's going to read it. True. You get it for you. And just because that is how you would want to hear it is not necessarily how the person who's reading it wants to hear it. So it's a lesson in humility mm. um, and empathy. I think I grew in empathy writing the book, but also I grew in just discipline. Just tap, 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 tap. Tap, 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 tap. You are right about that. You definitely have to let the Holy Spirit just flow through you. What do you say? Step number one is tap, 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 or whatever. Yeah, schedule the tap, tap, tap. But what else would you tell somebody that's struggling to finish their book? I, I hit a point during the process where I literally just confronted the fact that I didn't want I didn't want to write the book. And it wasn't mm. that I didn't want uh, to write it. Story of my life. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted to be an author, but I didn't want to write this book. Yeah. Because frankly, I didn't want the smoke. Like I knew it was a controversial topic mm-hmm. and it wasn't something prior to the Lord literally saying, you, this is what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> that was something that was heavy on my heart. No, I was like, why can't I write about race? Why can't I write about politics? You know, what about all that stuff? I like went to school for that. But, you know, um, when I confronted the lack of desire that I had, it it prompted me to ask for desire. I was like, listen. That's good. Listen. Asking you will receive. Yeah. Okay? I was like, if you don't listen, give me the desire, it's not going to happen. I can't do it. It's not going to happen. And once I got, and I mean, almost like immediately, I felt the desire like Glory spring up. Yes. And I declared that it was a finished book. 
That's good. So you're t- you keep mentioning, and I keep mentioning, how the book is controversial. Yes. Why is it controversial? Go ahead and let the cat in the bag. Well, because, so the name of the book is Crowns, Gender Equality, and the Gospel. Yes. And anytime we're talking about gender equality, whether from a spiritual perspective or even just a political perspective, people want to fight. Like, people have Why different... Why do they want to fight? <laughs> There's so many different perspectives. There's this idea that there is a social and spiritual hierarchy that men are on top of and depending upon where you stand like some people are you know maybe a little bit more compassionate in their approach I guess some people just really believe that men do better job at leading that men are the are supposed to really run everything or the head of household and just that idea is so pervasive and it's it's such an old idea it's really an ancient come on ancient. idea <laughs> right it's, it's super traditional it is it and is. I, I think that uh, I've been on the receiving side of those types of mindsets my entire life yep and you right Most as people, a woman right absolutely and I think that it's something that's that people don't really know a lot of times that that's what's happening mm-hmm. because it's so embedded in the culture, it is. so embedded in um, even what's being taught sometimes from the pulpit, Absolutely. not always, but often, um, that people don't even recognize that it's not congruent always with the Bible it's or not. the voice of God. Can you speak more about that? Yeah, I know it's hard in a, a short podcast, and that's why you should go get the book Crowned, Gender Equality and the Gospel, written by... Kelly Simone. That's right. So to get more context, but can you just give us a little bit here? So the idea that there would be a difference in the value or the worth of human beings based on gender, because that's what this book is about, but really based on anything is frankly a demonic idea. Yeah. Um, It flies in the face of what Jesus accomplished on the cross because he literally died. He came and lived and then died and then rose again so that we believers could be welcomed back into the family of God at our original status, which which we go into in the book of Genesis. Yes, and it's also girl. the first chapter I was of going, the book. That first chapter, <laughs> you took us through all of Genesis, yes, okay? Yes. In the beginning. I, I mean, I spent probably six months studying the first three chapters. It was so good. Of Genesis to really get a deep revelation and a deep understanding of exactly what was happening. Yeah. Um, but this idea, there's this really popular song called um, Let's Get Back to Eden, Live on Top, top of the, of the World. world. Hey. And that's like a whole jam, right? I was ready. It's a Let's vibe. Let's Get Back to Eden, yes. Live on Top, top of, of the, the world. world. But what does that mean, though? Come on. Because when you go back to Eden, well, and you're living on top of the world, well, you're living as a son or daughter absolutely. of God, mm-hmm. and that's how we originally came into the earth. Give me something that we hear or see a lot in society about the role of women, the identity of women that is not congruent with what God is telling us. Sure. Specifically in the church, because that's really what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think you could look at your average women's ministry well, and the programs that usually go along with it and even the the marketing. Say it's, more. It's very... Women's ministry doesn't always have a lot to do with being a woman. It, a lot of time it has to do with being a wife or being a mom 
or preparing to be a wife. And the reason why that has something to do with gender equality is because the first thing about being a woman is just being yourself. Yeah, being a daughter. This idea, exactly, being a daughter. Um, The idea that the definition of, of womanhood is realized in these roles of being a wife, of being a mom, there's nothing wrong with the roles. Yeah. It's just that that's not where we start. Mm-hmm. And that idea is something, it's one of those things that's embedded in society that when you think about a woman, you think about her in context to who is she married to and who is she raising. But when you think about men, you don't think that. You think, who are you? What do you, you do? do. Yeah. You, know, you you think it's a little bit more like, oh, are you married? Okay, that's cool, too. Oh, do you it's have an kids? Okay, it's that's not cool the too. defining. It's in addition yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And when you are really living your life as a daughter of God, you start at the beginning. You don't start in the roles. You start in, okay, if God is saying that I'm made in his image and likeness, then that's that's my foundation. It's not, am I married or am I not married? It's not, um, do I, do I wear a size six or do I wear a size 16? It's not, do I like pink and wearing high heels? And does that make me more of a woman than somebody who likes wearing Jordans? You know what I mean? It's, It's not that it's not the caricature of being a woman. It's literally saying, okay, God made me a woman. And made me in his image and likeness. So what does that mean? And that's a big question. And to be honest, you'll spend the rest of your life living it and answering it. But that's part of the journey of being a son or a daughter of God. And it's the same question that men got to start with, too. You know, so there, there's that equality. There's that level playing field where we're all starting with, OK, God, what did you have in mind when you created me? What what solution is it that I'm providing? What it what? What am I, what question am I the answer to? Right. And that comes back to purpose. Exactly. Right. And fulfilling that. I just know my own experience of coaching so many different types of women, speaking to women all the time, that no matter how many roles they have or we have, I always get someone that comes, you know, women will come back and say, oh, Ashley, can you pray for me? I don't have any confidence. Mm-hmm. I don't have any confidence. I, I cannot tell you how much. I'm sure. All the time. I think it's, it's just like. Okay, I'm like, I'm still trying to work out who I am. <laughs> who I am in front of me. Okay, look, it's daily, right? Yep. That's like giving the word. It goes back to who are you right. in Christ? Right. What did God say? Who did he say you are? What has he called you to do? Mm-hmm. And if you are not able to answer those questions or you're answering them through your husband's exactly. career or through your family or whatever else, exactly. you're still going to always have this void. Exactly. And you'll lack power. Exactly, because your I mean, power, the power is you yours. Need. That's right. The power to any, like the power to get wealth, the power to whatever it is that um, you are trying to obtain in Christ. I love how you start the beginning of the book. I'm just going to read a little bit here. Okay. Um, it says, "We are in a time when God is restoring the name, the beauty, and the wealth of His daughters. Mm. These women will not be nameless." faceless or forgotten they have been recorded and remembered yes god's daughters have their own names and their own identities they are distinguished and not dependent upon the names of any men for significance or fame Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no god has identified his daughters and is exposing them through their beauty yes yes it will not be a secret and it cannot be hidden 
It cannot. What do you mean by God is exposing them through their beauty? You know, our our idea of beauty when it comes to women usually focuses on physical appearance. Really? (laughs) (laughs) To say the obvious, right? Okay. Um, But beauty... In all of its forms, whether you're talking about someone's physical appearance or you're talking about art or you're talking about like music or something yeah. like that, it's really about a harmonious arrangement. Mm. And what God is doing is exposing all of who a woman is and not just what we look like. Or how well we perform in certain roles. But literally the beauty in being made in the image and likeness of God as a woman. Because it is different than being a man. Mm. And when you don't get to see the whole thing. when, when, when Explain your what's not is, being seen. When your beauty is obscured by insecurity. Well. When your beauty is obscured because you think you have to shape shift and fit into all these different boxes and roles and all this kind of stuff and you don't get to just be who God called you to be you don't even know you don't even know to even ask sometimes there's a lot of women who don't even know to ask is this what I'm supposed to do as me or is this supposed is is this am I doing this because somebody created this box for me or am I doing this because this is who I really am that's good That's a good question to anybody that's listening right now to ask themselves about anything that they're currently doing. Absolutely. Did I just step into this box and am showing up this way because I feel that's the expectation of me Hmm. because I am a woman or because I am whatever it is? Yeah. Or is this what God has for me? And to be honest, I mean, I know the focus of this. Sometimes we think they're the same thing. And they're really not. And they're not. They're really not. There's some stuff that we care about that God don't care about. Well, a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, God don't care if you got on gym shoes or not. Like, God really does I mean, it just doesn't. You need gym shoes. Jordan's I mean, earlier. But, gym shoes, no, but if you true. look at the branding yeah, I'm, of these women's empowerment events. Well, sequence and heels. You're right. If you don't have a sequence skirt, you should stay If you home. don't have a Chanel pin. Friend. If you don't have bundles. I know. If, you don't, if your bundles aren't straight. Well. Because you don't see too many natural girls out here friend I can't I'm sorry yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, no it's true I'm in my it's lane true. here no, I'm a little true. edgy no it's no it's no I get what you're saying yeah I mean because you think that's that's what you're supposed to, to do like. yeah I know even my my own walk of moving into ministry I was like I don't have the clothes for this that was a big issue when I first I was like I'm, I didn't grow up in a church that dressed up like that Come I on. didn't really grow up in church really I went to church but you know what I'm saying There's I know what you're saying so I was like, church I went to, we were wearing t-shirts and stuff. And then you get to church and everybody's fully dressed. Everybody's like, you like, uh, you know. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. And you literally, you have to go, I had to go through a whole thing with the Lord of like, just being myself. Exactly. That that's okay. And to be honest, the men got to do it too. mm and that's the that's the beauty about this 
that's why this book really isn't about women's rights per yeah. se. It's really about being human and I understanding what being human really means. And instead of putting ourselves as the definition of well, a man does this and a woman does this, it's more so like, okay, well, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, then let's put God back at the foundation. And then let's just go back to the source and flow from that. there. And we got to stop being scared of that because the Holy Spirit is not going to have you out here looking crazy. It's not going to have you out here looking, you know, doing stuff that's out of out of heavenly order. Now, I agree with you. religious order. Sure. Yeah. But the order of heaven. Absolutely not. You're going to be flowing exactly with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that leads you into all truth. Absolutely. You know. This whole book really is about understanding who you are in Christ. It is. Okay? Really. It's an identity book at the core. And I'm just wondering, what was a turning point in your life, Kelly, where you were like, oh, I see myself the way God sees me. Or I need to, or I need to make a shift. Oh, there's there's a few turning points, to be honest, because I really think it's a lifelong journey i will say though the way the way that i was raised helped me a lot because my parents did not raise me to fit into this is what a black person does we do this we don't do that you know you can achieve this you can do that um and they didn't and they also didn't do the same thing they they also were very like you can do whatever is in your heart, whatever you can do, not this is what girls do or this is what black people do. You understand? What I understand. So, so I didn't come in box with in. a box. Mm-hmm. And so because I didn't come in with the box, I was just flowing. I was just doing whatever I thought I was supposed to do. Now, I will say that I did run into obstacles because people yeah. who don't fit the norm usually do. So, I mean, I I ran into obstacles growing up as a kid, but every so often something would happen, something would shift. Um, I had like a like a severe bullying thing at school that kind of shifted me into someone who felt like, okay, God sees me as loved. So now I'm going to walk around like I'm loved. You understand? It's little tiny. He has to make a shift. It's Mm -hmm. tiny. It's not. You're a woman of God. You're a daughter of God. It's literally God shifted me in my mindset in how God saw me. I see you as love. So now you see yourself as love. And how do you now respond? How do you think of yourself now? Do you keep putting yourself down? Do you allow yourself to um, keep thinking toxic thoughts? Do you accept uh, bad treatment from other people when you think that you're loved? Do you um, automatically count yourself out of opportunities when you think that you're loved? No, you don't do those things. So it shifts your behavior after you internalize the thought. It wasn't like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, all in one shot. And to be honest, I go into that in the book, too. It is a journey. It is something that's step by step with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what needs to be tweaked, where the surgery needs to occur first, you know, and it's going to address the hidden things of your heart before it gets to some of the more dramatic kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the hidden things, the hidden things, because the hidden things of the heart, Mm -hmm. a lot of times 
some some people never get there. That's true. It's like an onion, right? These there's layers to this. Come on. And I just want to know what you would tell the woman who's listening. The Holy Spirit knows, but maybe she hasn't inquired. She doesn't know. She gets to have a steam. There's an insecurity there. Yeah. And it's manifesting because a lot of times insecurity doesn't look like insecurity. It doesn't. Insecurity looks like control. Insecurity looks like manipulation a lot of times. Insecurity looks like, um, oh, that's just not for me. It can Mm -hmm. look like withdrawing from things. Yes. Insecurity can look like overcompensating, over um, Mm. adding to yourself. I was about to go into that. Yeah, materialism. There's a lot of things that insecurity, I always say, loves to play dress up. We hope you enjoyed Ashley's interview. Thank you so much for listening to the Break Free Podcast. Remember, this is the place where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Until next time.